Repodcasting is part of the Alberta Podcast Network. Locally grown, community supported. Have you ever watched a movie and wondered why they cast that woman or that guy? Well, here's our chance to give it a try. We're repodcasting. Hello, and welcome to another episode of Repodcasting. I'm Lucia. And I'm Janet. Janet, how's it going? Hey, Lucia. How's it going? It's so good to see you. Yes, it's good to see you too. So we are back with another Halloween-themed episode. Yeah. And this was your pick, Lucia. So tell the listeners about the movie that you selected for this month. Well, so in the past, our October episode has been either Halloween-themed or part of our So Bad It's Scary theme. And I think I found a movie that fits both. And so, <laughs> I agree. <laughs> yes. This fits both those criteria. Exactly. Perfectly. And so I picked the 2020 film, Hubie Halloween, the Adam Sandler Netflix Halloween film. Mm-hmm. Now, I had never seen it, but I had heard a lot about it. So I felt pretty safe that it was going to be a So Bad It's Scary <laughs> Okay. So I had never even heard of this movie. Wow. Like nothing. And this came out last year. Yeah. So it would have come out during, well, I guess we were not in lockdown when this came out. It was released in October. But the interesting thing that I found was that it was the top streamed title for the first two weeks of its release on Netflix. Sandler has like a huge Netflix deal, which I didn't know. See, I don't follow Adam Sandler's career. Mm-hmm. Shockingly, <laughs> uh, I'm I'm not an Adam Sandler enthusiast. So I never know what's going on with him. So I didn't realize he had like this mega deal with Netflix. Oh, yeah. Yeah, it's massive. Yeah. I think I always like because I... I don't know if I outgrew Adam Sandler or if just he, my taste changed. I don't know exactly what happened. I loved Adam Sandler. Maybe it was just my age. Um, I loved yeah. Billy Madison. I loved Happy Gilmore. I still love to watch them. I love The Wedding Singer. There's a handful others that then I like a lot. But probably since Anger Management, that was the first one of his movies. And that's from a long time ago. I don't know what year, but like, I don't know, 2001 or something. But that was the first Adam Sandler movie I saw where I was like, oh, this is really bad. Like, it's not just like stupid funny or whatever. It's just stupid. And since then, it's like mostly misses and the occasional hit for me. Yeah. So you selected this movie for the Halloween episode so bad it's scary yeah I have no figures obviously in terms of box office because Netflix doesn't release any of their figures so I don't know anything about the financials okay movie yeah um okay well I'll just read my synopsis for it Hubie an absolute loser weirdo is bullied by the town and bafflingly the object of Violet Valentine's affection He tries to keep Salem safe on Halloween night, but there's someone terrorizing the town. Is it a werewolf, escaped convict, or someone else entirely? Yes. We will spoil it. (laughs) I'm not spoiling it in the synopsis, but hopefully you have seen this or you don't mind it being spoiled if you haven't. (laughs) (laughs) 
Well, I don't know. I mean, it, it was the top stream title. So yeah. maybe a lot of people saw it. Maybe a lot of our listeners saw it. Who knows? I think there still are a lot of people who do like Adam Sandler. Again, because I just kind of don't really pay attention anymore to his movies. I forget that there are still tons of people who love his shtick. And yeah. Grown Ups had, what, two sequels? I think there's a Grown Ups 3. Maybe I'm wrong about that. I have no idea. But I don't know. Yeah. Anyway, people still like him. Okay, so why don't we take our first ad break and then we will get into the casting. Repodcasting is brought to you by ATB. At ATB, we make banking work for you by offering both expert and practical advice in saving, budgeting, and paying off debt. And though your financial situation and the economy may change over time, you can be confident that your money is safe and secure with ATB. We have a history of doing what's right for our clients, especially when times are tough, because ATB was built to help Albertans. For more information, visit atb.com. And now back to the show. Okay, Janet. So I guess I'll go first since I picked this. Sure. We decided to recast Hubie Dubois and Sergeant Steve Downey, the Adam Sandler character and Kevin James. I picked them before watching the movie. I mean, of course, we were going to recast Adam Sandler, the lead role. But I also am not a fan of Kevin James at all. I don't think he's funny ever. I don't like anything he does. And I was very happy to get him out of the movie. And I mean, then while watching, his role is actually like kind of small, but he was second build, second or third. <laughs> oh, yeah. Yeah. Well, that's because he's Adam Sandler's bestie. Exactly. Right? Yeah. So. I mean, Adam Sandler, I can say this, like at least... I don't know if it's a good thing, but, you know, he's given careers to a lot of people. <laughs> yeah, it's really, it's interesting the way it's always, he's almost like Wes Anderson in that respect. Like he works with all the same actors. It's always the same people in all of his movies, pretty much. Yeah. I never thought I'd hear the comparison of Adam Sandler to Wes Anderson. <laughs> yes. You heard it here first. <laughs> World. Wow. <laughs> <laughs> yes, but I agree. It's true. Like, he does always work with the same people. It's clear that it's like his buddies, at least many of them. Yeah. Not to mention his family members. Did you notice how many Sandlers yes. were in this movie? Oh, yeah. His wife, I'm pretty sure, was in there. Yep. And his kid, those two girls. Yep. They look just like kids, him. Right? <laughs> yeah, exactly. Like, I didn't even have to look at the at the ending credits. I was like, oh, those are Adam Sandler's children. Yeah, and he put his nephew in this, too. Oh, okay. He was barely in it. I think he was like the singer of the band at the party where the teenagers were, something like that. Right. Well, it's, it's a family affair. <laughs> it sure is. So, Lucia, I can't wait to hear who did you recast into these roles? Yeah, so for Hubie Dubois, the Adam Sandler character, I think when Adam Sandler does a really silly voice, he thinks that is funny in and of itself. And I well, don't. <laughs> I think a lot of people would disagree with you, Lucia. <laughs> That's fine. <laughs> I, listen, I'm in the same boat as you. Yeah. I have no idea why he continues to do that voice. Yeah. This voice that he's been doing for what, like 30 some odd years. Yeah. I have no idea why he still is doing this 
like ridiculous infantile voice and why people still find it hilarious. Yeah. I have no idea whatsoever. I'm obviously not the demographic yeah. and neither are you. So I don't get it either. Yeah, because, you know, I've personally haven't met any humans who sound like that. It's just, it's too baffling. It doesn't make sense to me. But anyway, so I wanted someone who could still be like kind of sweet and sort of on the innocent side and could play timid, but is also really funny. And I landed on Zach Galifianakis. Mm. If people have ever seen him play, I think it was on some of his comedy specials where he plays his own twin brother. Oh. The, the twin brother character that he does, I think is really funny. And I was thinking of that character as Hubie. And I think he'd be really good at that. And he's just really funny. I really like Zach Galifianakis. Yeah, that's actually, he's a good choice. I agree. Thanks. Yeah. So do you want to do your Hubie? And then we'll move on to the other one. Sure. Well, my Hubie, I thought to myself, if we're going to select an actor who has to do a silly voice, then I wanted to go with someone who's actually good at doing silly voices. Okay. And so I went with Will Ferrell. Okay, yeah. <laughs> because, I mean, Will Ferrell, I think, is amazing oh. at like creating like these really distinct characters with these sort of distinct voices and like he's I think he's aces at it yeah. right so I mean my Hubie would be Will Ferrell all the way that's amazing I'm <laughs> laughing just thinking of him as Hubie yeah like he could I'm sure he could come up with an amazing iteration of Hubie yeah. so much better what Adam Sandler served us. Absolutely. Oh, that's awesome. Okay, so then moving on to Sergeant Steve Downey, the Kevin James character. So I think nowadays it can be tricky to do a casting of a police officer role. At least the Kevin James, that character is pretty like unlikable and just what's the word? Incompetent. <laughs> so I think that's good. I guess it's just at least in this current climate, there's a tinge of like, do I really want to cast somebody as a cop? But anyway, the person that I decided to cast is somebody who I think is very funny. He looks imposing, but he's very much not. Like he's kind of this gentle giant almost. And it's the comedian Brian Posehn. If you don't know, don't know who that yeah, is. so he's from Mr. Show. He's done a lot of stuff with Bob Odenkirk and David Cross. He did a bunch of episodes on Just Shoot Me. And he was on the Sarah Silverman program. He's mostly known as a stand-up comedian more than his acting, but I have seen him in a lot of things. And to me, he's always funny. And I think he would have put like a really good spin on that. I think he could have played like kind of the like the bumbling fool cop really well. So, okay. Yeah, I don't get the whole Kevin James thing. No. Me neither. I don't understand how Kevin James has the career that he has. He's always been a big mystery for me. Yeah. Like Adam Sandler, not so much. Yeah. Because I think Adam Sandler, at least when he first started out, Adam Sandler was funny. For sure. And I think 
Adam Sandler has proven that he's funny. Yeah. I mean, not looking at all the sort of garbage movies <laughs> that he's made in the last, I don't know, 10 years, 15 years, who knows. Yeah. But I think like earlier, Adam Sandler, he was still funny then. So I understand why Adam Sandler has the career. Yeah that he has yeah, right sure. because he established an audience but kevin james i really don't get that because i've never thought that kevin james was much of a comedic actor yeah. at all like even i think the first thing i ever saw him on was that tv show that he did with uh leia remini yeah king of I queens don't oh that's it yeah so i think that's when he sort of became a household name for sure but he was kind of the straight man right jerry stiller is in that and he's really funny yeah like i didn't find kevin james funny on that show me neither and that was sort of the thing that put him on the map was that show so i never understood that and subsequently like when his career really started to take off and he started to do movies those mall cop (laughs) movies Like, it just, I don't know. I get that there's obviously an appetite for that sort of humor Mm -hmm. that he produces. Yeah. Because, I mean, he still has a career and people still go to see these movies. And I think that Paul Blart Mall Cop, like, I think there was a sequel. Yeah. Wasn't there? Wasn't there more than one movie? Yeah. So I get that there's obviously an appetite for the comedy that he's producing, but... I just don't get it. No, me neither. I don't know. And he's the starring role in a lot of his movies. So I agree with you. His career is fascinating in that it doesn't make sense. (laughs) Right. It's one of those things that it's like one of the great mysteries of life. Yes. I hope that when I die, I learn why Kevin James had this career. Yes, yes. That's the quest. I'm going to go on the quest for the rest of my life. Figure that out. (laughs) So I was more than happy to recast him out of the role of Officer Steve. I didn't even understand what he was doing in the movie, to be honest. I was like, oh, you know what? I didn't even realize that he was one of the players Mm -hmm. who usually works with Adam Sandler. Yeah. I mean, like, this is how sort of ignorant... I am to the Adam Sandler world. I didn't even realize that Kevin James is one of the regular players in that world. So, you know, and he's always got like the, it's always like a gimmick with him, but it has to be right because he's not funny. So you have to put like a funny mustache on him and you have to put like a funny beard and Oh, look at that funny mullet, whatever thing is on his head. Oh, that's hilarious. You know, like he has to rely on ridiculous looking props to get the laughs because that's the only way he can get the laughs. Yeah. And ridiculous looking indeed. Like the beard didn't even look real. And I'm sure Adam Sandler can afford a real looking beard. Yeah. What's with all these cheap ass wigs (laughs) in these movies? So anyway, Officer Steve, I decided to go with Jack Black. (laughs) (gasps) I came this close 
to casting Listen, Jack Black. I mean, this is complete nonsense, yeah. right? So, I mean, who cares? But Jack Black, I could have seen Jack Black <laughs> as Officer Steve. And Jack Black would have actually taken the time to develop a character. Yeah. Jack Black wouldn't even need a funny beard and mustache, even though I'm sure they would give him one. <laughs> he wouldn't need it because Jack Black would be able to go in there and create yeah. a funny character out of his wildly wonderful imagination. Jack Black could create a funny Officer Steve and he wouldn't even need props. Yeah. He wouldn't even need some cheap wig or like a cheap looking beard <laughs> you know yeah. why the only reason I didn't choose Jack Black like I had started to write down his name the only reason I didn't choose him is because I think that him and Zach Galifianakis number one kind of have the same physicality oh right and then number two Zach Galifianakis has a big bushy beard and so I thought if you then also have to put a big bushy beard on Jack Black it, like yeah. they would be too similar yeah <laughs> but yeah, yeah that's great great casting he'd be so funny Oh, God. Yeah. Like, remember, and I was and then I was thinking of when I've seen Jack Black and Will Ferrell together mm -hmm. in, in the Anchorman movie when Jack Black plays oh. like a biker. And then, <laughs> and then he like, spoiler alert, if no one has seen Anchorman, and then he kicks, the, he kicks Ron Burgundy's dog. <laughs> 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 the window and what's oh. the dog's name again is it Buster? oh i don't know it's buster isn't it or okay. oh i don't know i can't remember it now but anyway yeah <laughs> and i was like yeah they were so funny together i want to see them in hubie halloween together <laughs> nice yeah yeah i think that's really good oh that's great Jack Black can do everything, too. Ugh, I love that Oh, guy. Jack Black. Amazing. I love him. Yeah, they're currently... Sorry, this is going to now kind of date this, but they're counting down to the 25th anniversary of their musical album, Tenacious D. Right. And so on their website, they're like doing like a little advent calendar and oh, wow. providing a little something every day. So I've been following that and it's been super fun. Oh, nice. Yeah. nice. Um, so one of the things that I did want to mention about this movie, which maybe some other people have heard... In 2019 is when Uncut Gems came out. And that was, you know, a very, what's the word, lauded performance from Adam Sandler. And when he was not nominated for an Academy Award for that performance, a lot of people were shocked. A lot of people called it a snub. And Adam Sandler, apparently, I don't know if it was a tweet or an interview or something, but when he... Uh, sorry, before the nominations came out, apparently Adam Sandler said or tweeted or something like that, that if he wasn't nominated for an Oscar for Uncut Gems, he was then going to make the worst movie ever. Okay. <laughs> Which, okay, like, first of all, that bothers me because even if it was a great movie, I haven't seen Uncut Gems, I will totally believe everybody who says it's great and that he's good in it. But five people are chosen from a year of films. So, you know, even if you're not chosen, to me, there's just something so mega arrogant about being like, if I'm not nominated for an Oscar, like, why do you think you should be? Well, like, I remember him saying that, but I also remember laughing my ass off because I thought <laughs> to myself, what does he mean he's going to make the worst movie he's ever made? 
Yeah. He's already made it like at least five times. For sure. But like, this was. What's he talking about? Well, this is not the worst movie that he's ever made. Maybe in his opinion. And I agree. Maybe in his opinion, this is the worst movie he's ever made. But like, it's not. Yeah, There's yeah. way worse movies than this. I mean, certainly I didn't enjoy this. Yeah. I think I messaged you the other day and I said, oh, maybe I'm actually going to like this because I was reading, you know, good reviews all over the place. Well, I don't know what sort of drugs uh, <laughs> these people were on, these people that actually wrote positive reviews about Hubie Halloween. I don't know what type of hallucinogenics they were on. I mean, it was 2020. So let's face it, we had super low expectations last year. Yeah. <laughs> so maybe that's why they enjoyed this movie. I don't know. But like this movie was a hot pile of garbage in yeah. my opinion. So yeah, and you know, I'm just kind of tired of the same thing over and over again in that Adam Sandler plays like a doofy little weirdo and there's this gorgeous put together woman who for some reason is obsessed with him. I felt really bad for Julie Bowen watching this movie. I don't because she continues to work with him. Well, this is only the second time. Yeah, but and Happy still, Gilmore was good. Like that's the thing because I, I was watching this and I was like, wait a minute, I don't understand what's going on here. I'm like, this is all the same people from Happy Gilmore. Yeah, even the old lady who plays his mom. Wasn't it? Or no, maybe it's somebody else. I don't know. I have no idea. No, I don't think she's been in anything with him before. But I was like, these people have all been in his movies. I don't get what's going yeah. on. I was very confused. No, no, I agree. But anyway, yeah, I did feel bad for her. And then I wanted to say, like, I hadn't noticed this myself, but I read it on IMDb and in an article. So this movie's full of Easter eggs. So if you are a longtime fan of Adam Sandler and his movies, oh. um, there would be things that you'd get, like the little kids on the bike who are kind of terrorizing him. They yell out, O'Doyle rules. And that's something from Billy Madison. Oh, okay. There were a handful. Anyway, there were a bunch. But one of them that I never would have caught on my own is that his love interest's name is Violet Valentine. Valentine. Yeah. Violet Valentine. VV. And this is the fifth love interest in an Adam Sandler movie where the female's initials are VV. Oh, okay. To me, I don't know. Like, that's not an accident. That's definitely on purpose. And you know what? I'm sure I'm being weird. Yeah, like, I don't. It's creepy. Why? Where I'm, I'm not sure I don't what, know what why. I don't at. know why it's creepy, but it just creeps me out because it's like, why would you do that? And what does that mean? And like, what? They're all just the same to Like, I don't know. There's something that just I think is way more like disturbing about it than I can articulate or than that it appears on the surface. OK, I don't know. I'm not <laughs> following you on that one, but all right. Sure, Lucia. OK, anyway. So. There was something that, like, to me is just an absolute tragedy from this movie, which is the reporter, she is, I mean, there were a bunch of them, but not the reporter who is his wife in real life, but the one, like, the anchor behind the desk, and she's also dressed as Harley Quinn. She's a real reporter. Her name is Elena Pinto, and she was fired from WHDH after appearing in this movie as a news reporter because it violated her exclusive contract with the news station. Yeah, but then why did she agree to be in the movie? Well, clearly, she didn't realize that. Like, yes, you should know your contract better. But I'm sure that it was like she didn't realize that it was going to be some big thing and that she's going to get fired. But can you imagine getting fired for like, 
taking that job and then getting fired from your regular job because of it? Well, um, that just made me so sad. No, it's not sad. She's obviously not very smart because she should. <laughs> oh, jeez. No, I'm Lucia. I'm sorry, but like that's the sort of thing you would you should educate yourself on before you decide to sure. start to be in a movie. Wouldn't isn't that something that you would sit down and speak to your superiors about? Like I would. Yeah, sure. But I think you're like, that doesn't make sense to me. No, like to me, that's very short sighted yes. on, on her part. Absolutely. Like that's someone who didn't do her homework. Agreed. I think you're a little less than compassionate today for a lot of people. No, but I mean, why would? Oh, boy. I, no, I disagree with you. Sorry. <laughs> okay, well, that's Compassion. fine. I mean, that's just common sense. Here's the thing. I think that if an Adam Sandler production comes up to you and says, hey, want to be in this? You're going to be in like one scene and you're probably going to get a decent amount of money. Like, I think most people would take it. Now, again, I'm not saying that she shouldn't like she should know what her contract is with her news station. Absolutely. But it's also like. A mistake. I don't know. I, to mm-hmm. me, it just it's something that is so sad to me that you would lose your regular job from being in this movie. But anyway, so I also wanted to mention that this takes place in Salem, which is the same town where Hocus Pocus took place, our previous So Bad It's Scary movie. Well, that one was more of a Halloween movie. Was that last year's though? No, that was a uh, two, two years, years ago. ago. Yeah. Yeah. Okay. We were in person, so it definitely wasn't last year. Yeah, that's right. That's right. (laughs) So that's basically it. There wasn't like much else to say about the movie. I can mention, I didn't understand this, but so Hubie carries a thermos around with him the whole movie. Mm. And this thermos is also a vacuum cleaner, a telescope, a trowel, an umbrella, an electric screwdriver, a torch, an inhaler, a megaphone, a grappling hook, a blender, and pepper spray, apart from being a soup thermos. Sorry, did you say that you didn't notice? I noticed. I didn't understand it. Oh. It makes no sense to me. Well, is it supposed to make sense, though? I Like, I didn't... But what's the joke? Well, what's the joke about... You could say that about everything in this movie. What's the joke? Yes, you could. <laughs> <laughs> that is true. Right? Yeah, like, I mean, I noticed the thermos mm-hmm. and that it was constantly morphing into like some other apparatus that he was using for whatever but yeah like it's just part of the whole slew of things that are not funny about yeah. the movie that are supposed to be funny it's supposed to be a laughing point yes it's supposed to be hilarious yeah you know what <laughs> i wonder if Children under the age of, let's say, like maybe 14 or 15. I wonder if they like Adam Sandler movies still. I don't know. Because it definitely feels targeted more. And you know what? He's like been in the last few movies or a handful of his more recent movies, at least. He's working with some pretty big name young stars. Right. So I do feel like that's who he's aiming for. Yeah, maybe. It's like a whole new generation of Adam Sandler fans. Yeah. The son, Julie Bowen's son in this movie, is one of the little kids from Stranger Things. I didn't even recognize him. Oh, really? Okay. Yeah. Yeah. He's so cute. 
but yeah, so I really don't have anything else to say about this movie no, other than don't watch it. <laughs> do I? Yeah. Well, I mean, I guess if you are an Adam Sandler enthusiast, yes. you should definitely watch this. Yeah. It'll be amazing fun for <laughs> any Adam Sandler enthusiast. And I mean, it's sort of the production design I thought was pretty good yeah. on this as well. And it does have, listen, he has an impressive cast. I mean, Maya Rudolph, Tim Meadows, Steve Buscemi. I was like, damn, he got a lot of people to be in this movie. So yeah. it's, you know, it's got a really good cast. It's just the movie stinks. Yeah. And I do agree with you that this is far from his absolute worst movie. Oh, Nowhere near. There are moments. Like, to me, Steve Buscemi's good. He's funny. Even Rob Schneider, who I normally hate, he was in it very limitedly, but I thought he was fine in this. And then his mom, June Squibb. Right. She's, I thought she was really yeah, funny. Yeah. I like She's her. funny. I like her. Yeah. Mm-hmm. So, yeah, there are moments. And so I agree with you, Janet. Dear listener, if you are an Adam Sandler fan, watch it for sure. You probably already have. <laughs> of course. Yeah. And it's very much like... It is such a Halloween-centric movie that I think, you know, if you're looking for something to watch that's not scary and that's just, like, completely silly, then, yeah, like, it's something, it's definitely something good to watch, I guess, before Halloween. Yeah. Okay, so I will also mention that the ratings on IMDb, this got a 53% from 19 critics, and on Rotten Tomatoes, it got a 54% from 82 reviewers. So it's rare that we see the IMDb and Rotten Tomatoes numbers be that close. And I think that's more or less where that should land. Yeah. It's very middling. Yeah, for sure. Yeah. Why don't we take our second break before our final segment? This episode of Repodcasting is brought to you by Alberta Association of Optometrists, proudly celebrating a century of caring for Albertans. It happens. Parents can easily miss their child's eye problems. Issues can occur in only one eye, making them difficult to notice. The earlier an eye health or vision problem is identified, the more likely it can be corrected. The ICI Learn program provides an eye exam and free glasses if needed for kindergarten-aged children. 25% of kids begin first grade with an undiagnosed eye problem. To book your child's eye exam, please visit optometrists.ab.ca. The Alberta Association of Optometrists represents almost 800 doctors of optometry in over 80 communities across the province. Members are highly trained, regulated health professionals who provide primary eye health and vision care to Albertans. Learn more at optometrists.ab.ca. And now back to the show. We're back and it is time. Hold me close, young Tony Danza. It's time for Hold Me Close, Young Tony Danza, the segment where we cast Tony Danza into one of the roles in this movie. And uh, I'm interested to see where you decided to put Tony. I can go first. So I cast him as Mr. Landolfa, the Ray Liotta character. Oh, wow. Because, <laughs> okay. yeah. He's mean for sure, but I think it would be interesting to see Tony play this like intimidating kind of scary guy. I thought that would just be fun. And also I thought Ray Liotta was such a weird 
choice to have yeah. here and I didn't like seeing him so I want to get him out of there too <laughs> yeah Ray Liotta I don't know he seemed sort of out of place yeah in the mix I cast Tony as Officer Steve oh Okay. Yeah, because I wanted him to have one of the lead roles, mm-hmm. and I wanted to see him in a fake beard and <laughs> mustache and a fake mullet wig. <laughs> yeah. Okay. <laughs> that would be interesting. <laughs> yeah. Okay. So. I will say this. I think that either, and I say this most episodes, but I truly believe it. I think that either of our castings would greatly improve this movie. Well, I don't know that it would improve. Like, it wouldn't make it good, but it would improve it. <laughs> I suppose. Yeah. <laughs> it would still need a ton of rewrites and many it's, other re- recasting. <laughs> there's a lot wrong with this, with <laughs> Halloween. Yeah. <laughs> Sadly, that's true. Okay, well, for next month, Janet, you have selected our next film, correct? Yes. So for next month, I have selected The Royal Tenenbaums, mm-hmm. the second Wes Anderson movie that we're doing this year. Yeah. And I can't remember the year that it was made, but it is an older movie. I'm not sure where it can be found. I know it's not on Netflix. Mm-hmm. So if anyone wants to watch it, you might just have to hit up Google and see where you can find it. Yeah, the movie's from 2001. And I watched it earlier this year. But that's because I own the DVD. Right. But that being said, like for anybody looking for it, um, many local public libraries have pretty extensive DVD collections. And this feels like one that could be there. So check your local library. I also think that Wes Anderson's movies are on Disney Plus now. Could be. I suspect that they are. Yeah. So for anyone, and I know that Disney Plus is becoming a lot more popular, that a lot of people have it or subscribe to it or whatever. I don't have it. But anyway, I suspect that it is on Disney Plus. You're right. It is. So yeah, if you have Disney Plus, watch it there. If you don't, check your local library or hit me up. We'll do a watch party. (laughs) I'd love to do that. I'm always looking for an excuse to watch that movie. It'll be interesting to recast it. Yes. So that's it for us for this month. As always, you can find us on all the social media things at Repodcasting. And if you have any suggestions on movies we should recast, or if you want to send us your own castings for Hubie Halloween, or just any comments about the podcast, you can do that at repodcasting at gmail.com. So Janet, thank you for joining me as always. Thanks, Lucia. And thanks for picking this movie. It was definitely an educational experience for me. (laughs) (laughs) Amazing. (laughs) All right. Thanks. Bye. Bye.